Hello and welcome to Going Digital, colon, a Digital Entry Watch podcast, where I'm Shin Garrett. And I'm Kit Kat. And this week we watched episode 17 of O2 and Atmon, and one of them is good. <laughs> but which one? It's Atmon. Oh, really? Oh, that's interesting. I would have guessed the other way. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I thought I don't know. I I I have a soft spot for um Wizardmon though, so that's probably why. That's fa- I I don't like the O2 episode this week like at all. Well, it was kind of uh uncohesive if that's a word. Incoherent maybe? Also also this. Yes. Yeah, I had a lot of questions about this episode. I may or may not have answers, but I suppose before we get there, we should mention that it is uh, called Ghost of a Chance in English, which is ghost pun. Yay. (laughs) Or in Japanese, it's Odaiba Memorial. Odaiba Memorial. In reference to Odaiba Day, which is August 1st, and that's the day that they went to the digital world, blah, blah, blah. Everybody knows this by now. What does Odaiba mean? It's just, it's just a, city, a right? place. Yeah. Yeah. Or area? District. That would be the word you would use. District. Yeah. Apparently, it is. Google says it's a 10 hour and 55 minute flight from here. That's not much, I guess. Oh, how, how quick? Yes. I could sleep for the entire flight. Anyway. There you go. Well, if you didn't like the O2, do you want me to recap that? Go for it. <gasps> okay. <sighs> Tell me what you did you saw and did you heard. And did you remember? <laughs> and did you recap? Okay. Um. So the network where Matt and Ty's dad works is having some serious technical problems, which turns out to be um, the ghost of Wizardmon, but nobody knows that, and the kids go to Odaiba, um, and um, they find that out, and then also um, they... I'm doing this out of order now, but uh, Izzy finally admits that he knows that they... or he thinks that they can just open the gates wherever, so they try that at Ty's house, and um, yeah, and then... Wizardmon, when they go over there, he tells them that they won't be able to defeat the bad guys unless they uh, really unleash the kindness, essentially. So. Yeah, that sounds about right, though. I think you said Ty and Matt were brothers, and that's wrong. Oh, I mean, I probably meant, uh, well, I probably meant, I probably said that, but what I meant was Matt and TK. Okay, that one does check out. Less so the first one, unless you're reading some fanfic. I was going to say, maybe they're brothers from, like, a different mother. Because we don't see ties. What if, oh my god, what if all of these children are actually brothers and sisters, like half-siblings? They're all Matt and TK's dad's kids, but they just don't know it. And that's why... His parent, their parents got divorced is because dad was like hella sleeping around. No, probably not. 
Yes, this was an episode this week, I guess. It felt like they were trying for a different format and just didn't quite succeed at it. I don't know if that's it. It's just kind of... So so I guess I'm also being influenced just by like outside events with, with Digimon as well. But this episode is pretty much, hey guys, remember Adventure? Don't you remember Adventure? And that's all like is done with Digimon now. Like we got try, like the new project is also adventure based, and I'm kind of just tired of seeing the adventure kids at this point. Ah, okay. I understand what's happening. Because I'm not um not privy to any of that. I just watched this and it was the first time I've seen this episode. You've not been your nostalgia is still there for adventure. Yes. And mine is slowly withering away because they keep shoving it in our faces. So wait, so this new series that's also adventure based, which kids are those? Who's it? It's still the same well, we don't know too much yet. And I could be wrong, this is only from what I've read through Twitter and stuff. So if I'm wrong at this point, I'm wrong. And if you listen to this in the future, it's probably already out, so <laughs> this is also just gonna be dated, but whatever. Um the only thing we've really seen so far is is Ty and Matt aged up again from from try to whatever they are. I think it's like early twenties or something, maybe. But yeah, it's just it's just more adventure and like there's more to Digimon than adventure and there is good stuff that's also not adventure. I, when you're like um, talking about how much you're tired of adventure, you sound like a D&D character that's just like so done with their life. They're like, that's... Look, I'm just tired of adventuring. I'm tired of showing up in taverns and just, and just somehow ending up in a party doing some shit. <laughs> and they call it a party, but it's not that fun. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry that um, people are not producing fun new things. There's other Digimon stuff that they could produce. I promise there is. So then, does that mean that Atmon is outside of, like, the canon timeline? Or is it just so far in the future that it doesn't matter? Because wouldn't the adventure... How old would the adventure kids be in 2017? How many years ago did this come out? Like, 2000? So... They were, what, like, 10-ish? Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. I, I, like, I don't think it's, it's not the same continuity for, for, um, for Digimon and Atmon. I mean, the thing is, like, in, in, like, I think a super late Atmon episode, there is the, the Digimon app, and then Agumon shows up for a bit. Okay, huh. So it kind of goes like that. So even even besides my whining of of I've seen enough adventure, I I don't think the episode works in the sense that it kind of does just kind of shift the focus back to the O one kids. Like the the O two kids would did not need to be in this episode. They didn't like if you remove them, nothing would have changed. Well, I think they're trying to move the plot along. And, I, and like, I don't know. I, it's interesting because I had the opposite thought where it was like, well, it's good that they're keeping, you know, they didn't just like trash the entire first 
season and be like, now we're doing this other thing. Like when August 1st comes around, they do what the characters would do, like go and lay flowers where all their friends died. And it was a little more, I mean, especially maybe the dub was like way too, let's not talk about these emotions at all, but it, at least they were like remembering their old, their friends who died and, you know, trying to be respectful and remembering that that happened. And I also, I thought that they could have gone deeper into it because I thought it would be a really interesting episode for the, oh, two kids who've been kind of like winning and uh, it's fine. It's like kind of a game, whatever, like to understand what the oh, one kids went through and, and how, you know, how big this really is and just have this realization like, oh my God, I, I have to save the world. Like what happens in the digital world can affect what happens in the real world and people could really die and just have like this moment where they're like, oh my gosh, this is so real. That would have been really good. I felt like they were trying to go for that and just didn't quite get there. I mean, if they did something more with it, it, I, it probably would have been fine, but they didn't. So I I don't know. I just bounced off this episode super hard. And like, I get like back. A lot of it is my jaded self now. (laughs) And back then I'm sure it was great to like to celebrate the anniversary. Cause like the Japanese air date was July 30th, which is when the episode starts. It starts um, two days before. And then I think it ends on like the third or something. Yeah. So that's cool that they went to like, to, to kind of like celebrate their, their own thing in Canon universe. But like, O2 hasn't done much with their O2 kids. No. (laughs) And they could have, they could have used this episode to kind of fill some of that in while doing their, their nostalgia trip. For sure. Like it would have been, they had just like two or three moments where the O2 kids were like, wow, this is so crazy. Like I never would have guessed. I had no idea. And then that's it. You know, and then Joe pushes uh, Daisuke into the river, but it wasn't exactly like you're saying. It wasn't focused on them, and it really didn't show them having any kind of growth. They were just kind of there. So I see, I see your complaint. I just think this show has not really given us any indication that they actually know how to do something that you know, complicated in terms of emotional, you know, uh, intelligence, honestly. And so I'm not surprised that it was like this. I wasn't expecting more. That's fair. Like, like I, I'm aware that there is no precedent of it doing the things I want it to do. <laughs> but I don't know. I just feel like looking at it now, I kind of just feel like, oh, even back then they cared more about adventure than they do O2. Like, it seems like even even back then they were already shoving the O2 kids off to the side. Well, I mean... And that's kind of sad. I, they knew that the O1 kids were pop... I don't know why they didn't just do a second season of the O1 kids. It's almost, it's almost, that's what they wanted to do. And, and like, they were told no, but they found a way to kind of do it anyway. Well, kudos to them, then. Figuring out how to do what they want to do, but, yeah, I don't know. 
It also is kind of sad that it took them this long to give the O2 kids background. They've been so quiet. I don't even kind of I don't weird. even think this is the this is the talk where they sit down and like explain like the hard choices they made or anything. I think that's still later on. That's kind of like unfair. I mean, how do you expect the O2 kids to be doing all of this and risking their lives and not really understanding what's happening? Right? Like yeah, I mean I mean this is a bunch of kids leading an a bunch of other kids around, but right. It's just kind of frustrating though. Cause like when, when they, when they go to sit down to talk about their stories, it kind of just narrates and they talked, but there was more stories than there is a day. So they couldn't finish or whatever. And they kind of just like skip over anything <laughs> that they talked about, which would have been maybe the interesting things to hear to maybe have the exp- explanation of, I don't know when everybody got turned into a doll by puppet man or something. Yeah, that would have been kind of interesting to hear them reiterate how that happened. But yeah, I don't know. I they only have so many minutes. I guess they had to make decisions. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I also didn't entirely understand why they did the wizard one thing the way that they did. Yeah, I mean, I I don't. I don't necessarily think that was good either. Like, Wizardman's cool and all. Like, it's fine seeing him, but I don't know if contrived is the word I want to do. But they're like, oh, yeah, we have a plot we need to move forward. So, so like, they, they did their anniversary episode, but they also shoved in just enough plot to make sure that they can, that they can get going with that next time. They're kind of rushing to the end of the Ken arc at this point, it seems. Yeah. Maybe they're like, oh my god, can you believe how much time we've wasted? We need to get this going. <laughs> because I think we're, yeah, like next, um, what is this? One, two, next four episodes and we're kind of done with the Ken arc. Oh, wow. And I think, I think we kind of, like, it's a straight shot in these four episodes. Like, it's a it's a continuous series of events and and then we kind of we kind of deal with that at the end. So this is kind of like the lead up to it. So m- maybe in context it'll it'll look better like it, it gives kind of a breathing room episode. Or I might just be looking for nice things to say about this episode. Yeah, I I'm not a fan of breathing room episodes. It's like unless they're really good. This one was not good enough to be, like... And also, like, I have a bunch of questions. Like, why does TK only come to his dad's house once a year? That seems, like... And the dad wasn't even, like, excited to see him. If I saw someone once a year and they were, like, my child, I feel like no matter how crazy my day was, I would be excited to see them. He was treating... I think the... I think they see each other more than just that one day, but who knows? Yeah. I don't I mean, that's what it said, and I hope that they see each other more than that. But, um. Um, yeah. But yeah, I kind of think just, like, I don't think it necessarily does a good job at being a anniversary episode, and I don't necessarily think it does a good job at being an O2 episode. 
I, I think those are fair criticisms. And like, th- this feels weird because like, I, I generally don't hate things. I know, you're really like salty today. But I, I don't, I just don't think this episode's good. Like, th- there's a couple parts in there that, that are alright. But like overall, the package is just eh, not not the best. Like, let's see, what is there? Uh, Mimi's hat is back from O one. That's a plus. <laughs> we could put that on the board. I don't know what she was wearing. However, some like dress thing, I guess. I well, it was like a. Her hat is like a cowboy hat, and her dress was like an quote Indian unquote style dress. And so I don't know why she's wearing cowboys and Indians in the same outfit. Uh, the fashion statement. I I guess. Um, they mention mini disc players at least twice in the episode, <gasps> and that's great. That's what that was. I literally wrote down MD question mark. It's like it's a CD. No, it's, it's a mini disc. Like I I had a mini disc player. This spoke to me. They were calling out to you specifically. Um, so there's that. That's a plus. Uh, the adventure callbacks, like the three or so that they did, were okay. Some of them were okay. Um, the flashback to uh, to Pumpkin Man and Gatsu Man is good because those were those were good mans. <laughs> um, what else did they call back to? I mean, they called back to Tokyo Tower, but that that wasn't really anything special. Um, what else was there? Got that, that might've, that might've just been it mostly. I liked the moment between God of Mon and Wizard Mon, except I thought he was going to say something romantic to her and he didn't. <laughs> no, he, he was delegated to bring the plot forward. Yeah. And actually, so... One of the things that bothered me about this episode was the the was not the episode. It has nothing to do with the episode, but the way that the dub handles the kind of um, tension, romantic tension between Gatamon and um, Wizardmon is for her to say like four hundred times about how he's her friend, and like. I don't know. It just felt rude to me because it's like, you know, whatever they have going on and I'm not going to put a label on it because I don't know. And that's not my place, but like, it's clearly more complex and that's okay. And like, we should respect that. That's the thing. You don't have to be just friends until you're suddenly not friends anymore. And I don't know. I felt like the dub went out of its way to say my friend, my friend, my friend, like 400 times. I mean, to be fair, A, 2000s. Yes, I suppose. B, we're still not that much better about it. No, but they could be better. And, like, this used to drive me insane about when I was a kid. About, like, I remember distinctly I was so upset about Power Rangers because um, Kimberly and whatever the hell his name was 
got, went on like a date and like he gave her a rose and stuff. And then that was like it. There was like no other indication of romance whatsoever. And look, we, we won't got time for that. We, we got to punch some putties. I mean, sure. Go ahead. You can punch putties, but you could also have like a supportive, really, I mean, kids, I don't know. It bothers me because like kids should be seeing examples of good relationships and whether those are very deep friendships or like budding romances, they don't have to be like smashing their faces or their genitals into each other on kids' TV, but they could be supportive and, you know, like friendly and show interest in each other. Those are definitely things that you could do. They are. It's just most shows don't. And especially back then, because like late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Like, it was a very different time. It was still, like, coming off of, like, the 80s where just, like, the job was to sell toys. Yeah, does. Like, the, the show didn't necessarily have to be good. Oh, yes. I got very ill a couple of years ago around Thanksgiving, and so I was off work, and I watched, like, VHS tapes of Rainbow Bright and My Little Ponies, and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's like, literally, there's no plot. It is just to sell toys, and I was so disappointed. I don't know how my tiny child brain didn't catch on to that, but... The illusion has been broken. Yeah, I was really upset, actually. I was like, not only am I deathly ill, but I've ruined my childhood. <laughs> Was bad. See, this is why we have like Atmon, which is good. Uh, yes, and we could switch over to that if you wanted. To no, I mean like, we can still talk about this. Like, I wasn't actually trying to use that as a segue. Oh, surprisingly, enough. it would have been good. I don't have that much else to say about this episode, really. Um. Oh, I did have one question though. Like, so whenever they want to. To open the gate, they show this application on there. The weird, like, square thing with a lot of Japanese on it and a little red circle with the center mm-hmm. is clear. Yep, that's the one. Yeah. Where where do they get that from? Um, I, I don't know. I don't think they ever explain it. I assume just Izzy has copy. Because, like, I guess, I don't know. It just seems weird to me that it shows up on any computer that they're around. So far as we see. Well, maybe it's like some weird like debug command and it's just always there and you just have to know. Maybe. Yeah. I was just curious like about that and I feel like they didn't go over it. Oh yeah. That, that's another thing they had to do with this episode. They had to be like, all right, we can't use the computer lab anymore, guys. We got to fix this. So they, so they fixed that. And it was such a, like, it wasn't even a problem. It would have been more dramatic if they like went there and they really needed to Somebody needed their help in the digital world, and they couldn't go because of this. And so they, and then Izzy's like, well, I have one last idea we should try, and then they could do it somewhere else. That would have been better, I feel like, than just the the tension they tried to build this time was, Mom's going to come home and find out you're missing and go crazy. Well, I mean, they they proved the point they wanted to prove anyway, so like that part didn't even matter in the end. It's just like th- this whole thing of maybe trying to figure out to not always use the computer lab should have just been something in the background this entire time. Yeah. And it wasn't. It kind of just came up this episode and then was resolved right away. 
Um, what, what else? Um, if I bothered to come all the way from the dead to tell somebody something important, would not make it a goddamn riddle. Like, kindness will release the golden light. I would just give them instructions. Oh, no, 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 no. This is, this is like the most blatant foreshadowing there is. Like, this is the crest of kindness will release the golden digi egg. Which, like, you could say a thought, you know? Like, like it, it's pretty straightforward. Sure. Or maybe in retrospect, it's pretty straightforward. That there, because if you are a person who hasn't seen it before, I guess that it was definitely the crest of, uh, of kindness, but I didn't know what will release the golden light. I was like, I don't know what that is. I thought maybe it was the same thing where, like, when she was in that, um, Cthulhu dimension that she had, like, the, um, touching powers and then she was also there was like a column of light some other things yeah but it was pink i mean it was pink but everything in there had weird colors so i don't know yeah remember that episode that was a good one yeah i like that one i almost i liked that one i wish that they had done that for this i mean you could have done not exactly but you could have done something really fun with like the creepiness of uh Wizardmon, like you could make it seem that I think they were trying to make it seem like it was scary, but it really wasn't. It was just a shadow. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think if I actually have anything else to say about this episode. I feel bad that I'm being so down on it, honestly. <laughs> because that's that's very unlike me. This is true. I, I mean, like, like even if I don't like it, like it's it's functionally not bad. I just don't like what it does. Sounds like you're trying to get back into an abusive relationship. No, because like. It's fine. Like, it serves its purpose. I just don't agree with the choices it took to get there. So, you know, you still love her and she didn't mean to do that to you? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway. Yeah, I think I think we could move on to Atmon. Maybe. I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying to come to conclusion... Where, where I'm not so negative on this, and I don't quite have anything. I guess sometimes it's okay not to like a thing. Yeah, maybe that's the moral of this episode. <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I think just kind of, I'm reading into it too much just with, like, current things with, like, how Try ended up going... And, like, how poorly the O2 kids got treated there, and just... I like the O2 kids, cat. I want them to have something. <laughs> uh, you could write some fan fiction, and it would make you doing that. That sounds like a horrible idea, because I can't write. Uh, 
someone else could write you some fan fiction. That's also true. But if if there's going to be Digimon fan fiction, I want to know if my goddamn OC. Like, if there's going to be fan fiction being written, I want I want me first. <laughs> I want my OC. <laughs> All right, yeah, we can we can talk about the Atmon episode now. Atmon, I thought was great this week, actually. Okay. Like Atmon, a complete opposite. And like, and like, I'm I'm even like aware. I'm like, I'm like, this is a filler episode. This means like absolutely nothing, but I fucking love it anyway. It's great. What what is this episode called? I don't remember. This this is episode. Aerie is multiplying by copy paste question exclamation mark question mark reclaim the stage of dreams. I think I said Aerie's name right too. Yeah. I think I'm on top of things. Good for you. No, but I like this episode a bunch. I'm actually super into this one. Oh, good. Do you want to recap it for us? Um. Yeah, I can do that. Okay. Tell me when. And go. Okay, so this episode is just like all of the wholesome stuff about idols and like popularity and celebrities and stuff and none of the bad stuff. And that's good um, because there's a shit ton of bad stuff and we don't talk about it. It's great. Um, but basically it kind of just deals with like Ari being... Hang on. Wait, I said it wrong, didn't I? Yeah, it's okay. Just Ari. keep going. Ari. It's about Ari being an idol and just like and learning what it's like to have like fans and stuff, and it's super wholesome, super cute, super adorable. There there's like a side plot where like where her face is being copy and pasted everywhere to to make her unpopular question mark. I wasn't I wasn't entirely sure what was going on there. There's a bad part where where her face was showing up everywhere and people were complaining and they're going to cancel the concert if they didn't fix it. But then Dokomon punched everything to fix it. And then it happened. And there's other stuff, too. This was a really bad recap. I thought it was okay. There's a seven code in there, too. Copymon's a seven code. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was a really bad recap, though. <laughs> My main question is why they would cancel her show just because her face was everywhere. But then I was thinking about it afterward, and and I was like, well, the idol industry, my understanding of it, is very much based on, like, press coverage and popularity. And I think the idea was that it was just not funny and not interesting and not... And, like, kind of annoying to have her face everywhere. It was bad pu- publicity. Yeah, exactly. So, Copipamon. Uh, Copipamon? I just call him Copyman. Okay, sure. Copyman. Uh, he's screwing everything up by just making her show up too often in, in the wrong places. Yeah. Like, it, it was kind of like making a meme and then using it everywhere to everybody <laughs> hates it immediately. Yeah, basically. He turned her into a meme. So basically I'm saying the B-plot of this episode is meme culture. 
Um, yes, this was a very um, Ari-centric show. Good. Yeah. I'm okay with this. Not bad. Because she got shafted last episode or two episodes ago where she had to share getting her, her super chip with Astra. <laughs> You're and still like, salty she, she, she had, that. It, Yes, I think it's a bad narrative choice. And I want representation for our sole female protagonist. And we got it. And it was good. It was great. I loved it. It was adorable. 10 out of 10. Would have feels again. <clears throat> I thought it was alright. I, um... I don't know. I It it was cute. I don't know what I had against this episode, to be honest with you. It just... Maybe I'm just sucker for a cute story. That's probably true. And it's not necessarily that I'm not so much as I just, um, I don't know. I wanted more from, it felt like there was too much going on in this episode, I guess. Like there's her plot, which I think they did a relatively good job of covering. I feel like there could have been a little more about that, but then the, um, uh, Copybod was an interesting character, and I wish that they had done a little bit more with that than just having them appear and then get defeated. And then they didn't even get, like, a, the other characters, like when uh, Watchmon or Timemon or whatever his name was, um, when they were defeated, they got that thing where they're like, oh, that moment on New Year's and the new snow and whatever, and all of them have gotten this, like, special moment when they're defeated, and Copymon didn't even really get that. I mean, he kind of did. He kind of had, like, his his kind of, like, change of ways. He's like, oh, I'll go back and fix everything. He had, like, that, that same air to him that the other seven codes got. Yeah, he just didn't get, like, a backstory, even a moment of it. That's fair. I mean, like, I, I will concede that. Like, they they kind of, like, push off a lot of the Copymon stuff because, because it's an Ari episode. We're going to talk about her instead. Yeah. And so I will concede that because they're so focused on Ari this episode, other stuff kind of isn't isn't as fleshed out as it maybe could be. But I'm okay with that because we got an episode about Ari. Yes. Well, and that's your favorite character, so I understand. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Well, she's real good. I know you hate her, but she's real good. I don't hate her. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I This episode, the way that she interacted with her fan and <laughs> finding out that the the fan was, like, crying a lot and having a hard time and then... This character made her feel like she could be stronger. I I liked that, but I just don't quite follow. Okay, good. If you if you were gonna say you didn't like that, I think we were gonna have some issues. Oh, okay. Well, it's gonna be like you have no soul. <laughs> you need to leave. Um, no, that was nice. I just don't quite follow how saying like I'm crazy badass and like mean to people all the time, and I'm gonna punch stuff. 
quite leads to. But she's not. Huh? I, she's not. Like, the act isn't necessarily being mean to anybody. Uh, no, but she is threatening to punch people all the time. Yeah, but that's like that's like the thing. But it's it's, it's like a loving punch, you see. Okay, well, we should probably not encourage the idea that physical violence can be loving or affectionate, but you know. But like it's like it's like the metaphorical punch. Hmm. I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't know where you're going with this either. Okay, that's good. I'm glad we both don't know where I'm going with this. I think you're trying to defend it. I am. I just I can't find the right words to defend it. Well, and I think there may be some like understanding in her fan base that she is not aggressive she's actually sweet and she's putting on a brave face and that i I mean i think it's more of a i think it's more of a shortcut of like you should do the thing or i'm going to make you do the thing and the make you do the thing is through punching i feel like that's not a good idea but could just be me there's a way to explain it, and I cannot come to the words to get there. Well, I guess I'll just have to take your word on it. The words that I can't come up with. Yes. Well, it's kind of, it's it's like the whole thing of like, oh, I should do the thing. Yes, you should do the thing. And it's like, I don't want to do the thing. It's like, you're going to do the thing. Okay, but like... In the past, many people, when I have, they have wanted to do a thing and then they didn't do a thing and they sort of just needed some encouragement, doesn't always go over well when you try to be like, I'm going to make you do this thing. And also people don't actually learn how to do things if you make them do it. They don't learn how to self-regulate. So I'm not really into like threatening people. You can lead a horse to water. If they won't drink, you just need to talk them into it, not tell them you're going to punch them if they don't drink. I mean, punching is just a shortcut for for doing the other thing. I have feelings about this, but it's okay. (laughs) I'm doing a horrible job. I can I can legit not think of how I want to articulate this, and it's extremely frustrating. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you're experiencing that. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't know what to tell me either, which is part of the problem. Um. I... I don't know. I, do, I don't know what the difference is where we see this differently. <laughs> uh I don't know if I don't know if it's just I I watch more of this stuff and I kind of just let it slide more and kind of read in between it where you are taking it more literal. It's it's entirely possible. Yes, because I for me it's like and maybe that's just a product of my 
past, but I don't like it when people threaten violence to other people and think it's funny. Like, I have never been a... I always find that kind of a slippery slope, fine line kind of situation where I feel like it's just something that you should never do. Which is probably why I don't like Ari that much, because that's exactly what she's doing is, uh, you know, hiding her, or maybe hiding is not the right term, but like couching her caring for other people in threats of, you know, and I guess, I guess if you're seeing it as cutesy, then that apparently makes it okay, but it, I, it just doesn't for me. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. So I think I think we can just agree to disagree, and I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying that's how I feel. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. Well, good. I think we've come to a, a an agreement, kind of dealing. I do. I just yeah. I, I I I still can't articulate what I want to say <laughs> because like part of it is like is like as her quote unquote job and what idle role she was quote-unquote assigned is she is the fighting game app idol got gotta get it in there somewhere i can see that yeah although i feel like they don't talk about that too much it's only come up a couple times that that's what her role is i mean it is it i mean Yes, but like if if they said it every time, I feel like the complaint would be, well, don't they trust the viewer <laughs> enough to remember this? Okay, that's fair. Maybe they're maybe this is the happy medium. I don't know. Uh, I just meant more like, uh, sorry, <laughs> I meant more like she doesn't. Um, she's not like I. She says like I'm Ari, whatever my last name is, and and I. In the center of the universe, instead of being like, I'm Aerie whatever, and I'll fight for your love, or something that would, like, kind of tie back into the fighting game thing. That's fair. But I guess, like, the the other trait is, is she's super, super confident, and I guess arrogant is the thing, which is kind of the, the role. Like, the type she is fitting, I suppose. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know. I thought this episode was alright. I just wish they had... I don't know. Like, I guess... Would it be bad if they just had an episode that was only really devoted to her talking to her fan and then, you know, not really doing anything with the digital world? I suppose they can't get away with that, so they had to stick this other stuff in there to make it themed. Right. Yeah, like, like if there was no like Capimon stuff, I st- I still would have liked this episode because uh, I think the fan interaction is really adorable, and I like that that they kind of brought it back to like, oh, this is like this this was her end goal, right? That's like this was wants. this was like her her I made it moment because this because she's seeing herself in her fan where she did the exact same thing more or less. And it's like the yeah, I did it. I got there. And that's good. I really like that. Yeah. 
Well, I, I, I liked that, but I also, I like that they didn't make her pick between being a Digimon trainer or whatever we're going to call that. Um, and being an idol. A tamer? Yeah, a tamer and like being an idol. Oh, yeah. If they did that, it would have been like, fuck this episode. Right. That was, that would have been bad. This kind of just meshed together. Also, if they did like the thing where like Capimon made like clones of her in the real world and then one of the clones was mean to her fan, I would have been like, fuck this episode too. <laughs> well, I thought that's what was going to happen from the title that they were really going to have. That's what I thought too. I figured... And, like, after that interaction, I'm like, oh, God, please don't do this to me. <laughs> well, I thought more that it would be, like, her running around doing stupid things, like being on TV, like, karate chopping, you know, salad or something, and then her being somewhere else doing... There there were a lot of other options that they could have done, and I think this is a fine... The karate chopping salad sounds pretty in character, actually. Yeah, I mean, I, I was thinking that they would be, like, copies of her... And it would just be weird because it'd be like, wait a second, I don't remember filming that. How did that happen? And they're just all over the city or whatever. But this was fine. This is a fine option. I'm not saying one would be better than the other. So it was it was good. Yeah, I mean, we probably didn't need, like, the, the fight part. Well, okay, no, I take that back. Um... We probably didn't need, like, what the, the Capimon part. Like, we could have still had something to maybe to kind of fix that, make that something better. Um, well, but, like... I also don't... Because, like... Go ahead. I was just... Sorry. I was just thinking that I don't know why they wasted a 7 code on this. This feels like it was enough, you know, of an episode that they didn't need to put a 7 code in there. And I would have been happier to have a seven code in one of the other episodes where there wasn't a seven code and and it felt like there should have been you know versus this one where you really didn't need a seven code to make this happen that's fair but i i think kind of after the time on episode they're they're kind of trying to push to kind of get that done so we can move on okay so poor planning is what you're telling me like they should have yes yes that's exactly what i'm saying okay but yeah, I mean, like, but I still, like, I kind of do still want, would have wanted an, an infected Atmon to be here because, because if we didn't, we didn't get, to, we don't get to see Dokomon be the purest Mon ever. <laughs> and like, we, we can't not have that because that was great. And you're being silent, which makes you seem like you don't think it's great. Oh, I didn't not think it was great. I'm I'm not like super enthused by it. I thought it was all right, but I was I was just sitting here thinking about what the episode would have been like without that. And I think it would have been a different episode. I don't know. I I just I don't want to see the episode where Dokomon is not punching everything for for Aries dreams. <laughs> I mean, would that we all had such loyal friends. I mean, Dokomon's adorable. I love him so much. <laughs> he is really cute. He's sweet. He's just dumb. But other than that, it's fine. I mean, kind of, but like, they, they don't... 
they don't play up the dumbness like with Daisuke. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they have in a couple episodes made it clear that he, that, you know, uh, perhaps uh, intelligence is not his strong suit, but they haven't done it like Daisuke where it's a running joke in every single episode at least four times. Yes. Like, it's not Daisuke bad, which is great. And also, Adokuman is wholesome, unlike Daisuke, so he at least has good traits to go with not being the brightest. I mean, I wouldn't mind Daisuke being like he is <coughs> and just not them not making such a big deal out of it. Like, okay, so he's not that bright. Big deal, you know. But they just harp on it all the time. Any, yeah, that's a, I don't know. I, Daisuke I don't like too much. I don't know if anyone does. There's probably people. And we've probably offended them, so. Yeah, it's fine. I think, I honestly, I think Daisuke gets, gets better later on. Because I, I think they finally do end up dropping, like, some of his more annoying traits later on. I mean, I think a lot of his character is Probably, if he were a real person, it would be due to him, like, not having the confidence to just be his real self. And so a lot of it's just bravado, and he doesn't realize how it's coming off. Man, that'd be a really good episode of O2 to to focus on that. Yeah. Too bad that won't happen. Yep. You know, we did get Dokumon punching everything, though. Yes, and I think that that made your week. <laughs> I mean, kind of. It was pretty great. Because then, like... So, like, Kapimon's cloning himself, and Haru's like, Kachimon, can you search and find the right one? And Tokumon's like, no, 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 no. I'm just gonna punch them all. Which works. And then so. he does. Like, if you think about it, he didn't, he didn't even, like, evolve or anything. He just punched the living hell out of everything until the problem was solved. Which, like... Which, like, is not a good moral, but it was sure <laughs> as hell entertaining to watch. True, yes. Like, like, Dokoman was was explosive punching everybody to, to win Ares' heart. Yes. Dokoman is the embodiment of when Ares says she's going to punch something. Yes, and I—I I don't know. I, I didn't get anywhere with that. I just came to the conclusion okay. that that Dokoman is is the physical representation of when Ari threatens to punch things. You get this adorable little goofball who will punch things when needed, but will otherwise just be there to support you. Yeah, but uh, he never threatens to punch. Ari, or anyone who's on his side. That's a difference. I mean, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> um. What else? Have? So they get the seven code. The concert is not canceled. There's a concert in there. I don't think we talked about that. 
Oh yeah. Harry has a single. She's on she's on C D D and I think she's like the eighth track. Is that a big deal? Um I, I, I don't know, to be honest. I know for, like, for idol stuff, there are multiple versions of CDs where songs are performed by different idols. I, I, I honestly don't know. Okay. I, I do not have the knowledge in idol culture to say. <laughs> um, then she performs it. We get a song. That's nice. I guess we need some padding at the end, but it's fine. Um... The crowd starts off with just her fans, but then when she starts singing, she brings in everybody. And that's super great and wholesome. And it was a really cute song, actually. I liked the song. Although, at the end where she's... Really? Like, Why does that surprise you? <laughs> well, I think you were just about to go, well, except the part at the end where she threatens to punch you. Yes, literally that, yes. And then I was going to be like, but, but she threatens to punch you in the song. Yes, well... I like the rest of it. She waits to the end to say that. <laughs> She's like, I'll That's always true. be she here does. for you, and we're such good friends, and I just want to see you smile, and also I'm going to punch you. And I'm like, mm, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're all the same. Uh, okay. They all mean the exact same thing. So I, when I come back there... We can test this out and see how you feel about it. <laughs> You're going to punch me? Is that... Are, are you threatening me I right mean, now? I seem to think that that's romantic... Not romantic. What am I looking for? Like a sign of friendship and whatever. So, I, I mean, I'm just trying to speak your language, Garrett, if that's what, you're, that's what you, you feel. Uh-huh. I feel like you're missing the point on purpose for for a joke. Yes. And I'm pointing this out. Yes. So now you've killed the joke, and that's okay. Yep. R.I.P. Mr. Joke. It's fine. Yep. Yeah, I mean, really, just like, according to the song, all I have to do is smile, because if I do that, I won't get punched. You know, it's it's like the thing where like we're like if someone forgot like like an important date, you're like, hey, don't don't do that, and you give them like you give them like a punch. Or you could that's just what it's be like. like dates, man. They're tough. Thank you for caring enough about me to try to remember and feeling bad about forgetting. That tells me that you care about me. Let's move on with our lives. I feel like you're just going to shoot down any rationalization I try to come to this with. I mean, because you're rationalizing an irrational thing. <laughs> so, yes. I mean, yes. I'm just saying you could cut me some slack. Uh, probably. I don't know. I, I still don't have an answer to my conundrum of how to explain why I'm not bothered by it. Or why I read it differently. I mean, I think because you're just not thinking of it as... You know she's not serious. That's one thing. Um, and two, it doesn't seem like as dangerous to you as it does to me, which is fine. I'm probably overreacting to it. Eh. 
maybe. But, like, it's still valid, though. Well, thank you. Thank you for validating me. That's very kind. I, I, I mean, I mean, it's just something, something to do. I mean, like, things can have well, well intentions and just be read differently to be like that. For sure. Yeah, I I feel like we've we've talked about this in at least multiple episodes, and I come to the same conclusion where I cannot explain it. <laughs> yes, we just feel differently about it, and that's okay. Yeah, but like, I, I don't like not having answers. Welcome to life, where we have man. Is this moral of this episode that it's life? Yeah, probably. I guess the moral of this podcast. The moral of this podcast episode is that is, sometimes is you don't okay get an answer. To, it's okay to, <laughs> is it's okay to hate things, and sometimes you don't get an answer. Yes, we have two morals because this is a superior podcast. Well, it's because we watch two things. Oh yeah, oh, there we go. It's one per. Okay, I'm fine with that. Boy, th- this episode is going to be special. I'm going to be sitting here recording this and be like, God damn it, Garrett, you are so goddamn dumb. <laughs> I hope that's not what you do. Because that's what I'm thinking right now. It's like, why can't you just explain the words? Why can't you just explain your feelings? I mean, feelings are hard to explain sometimes. Anyway, this is a really weird episode. Maybe we should just end this now. Probably, yes. <laughs> like, I want to end this before I just dig my hole even deeper. I'm trying to get my computer to turn back on. There it is. Okay. That's that's probably good. Yes. Um, well, anyway, hopefully, hopefully, listeners, you had a fun time with this episode. Or a time, anything, like any sort of emotion is probably good. Yes, please have emotions, listeners. That's good. Yeah. Have emotions, have thoughts, have opinions. Um, just be respectful of other people's. I feel like the the more you know like thing with the star should come in here. <laughs> I'm not cutting it in, but you can just pretend. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, you can find us on the internet at goingdigitalpodcast.com, where there are links to Twitter, emails. There's probably a link to the iTunes page in there where you can rate and review us. Um, yeah, and that's it. Kat, do you have a haiku for us this week? I do. Uh, the haiku this week is, Ko pipe pico, ko pipa pico pico, mi pico pico. I feel like you cheated this week. <laughs> I actually have another one, uh, but I thought that was funny. <laughs> okay. Well, the Digivolution will not be, is right protected, so you can't copy and paste it. Mm, smart. Um, yeah, and, and good time. Good space. And stop.